<laughs> All right, so the reason I asked you guys who would you take on a trip is because today we're going to be looking at a story of two ladies that go on a trip. Oh, oh yeah, Ruth and Naomi. <laughs> um, so the book of Ruth is awesome. It's a great story. It's very well known, I would say, in the like in the Bible and the church. People typically know the story of Ruth. Um, it's often seen as like a love story between Ruth and Boaz, but it's so much more than just a love story. It has so much more meaning um, and implications and just God working in the midst of it. Um, so today we're going to be looking at two women, not just Ruth, but we're going to be looking at Naomi too, because she's also a woman that's in the Bible um, and she's a big part of this story. If you read through the story of Ruth, you'll see that the story of Ruth starts with Naomi and ends with Naomi. So she's a big part of Ruth. In fact, I'm surprised the book isn't called Naomi because it's kind of all about Naomi. Um, so what are some things you guys already know about Ruth or the story of Ruth? Yeah. Yeah. Ruth cared for Naomi. She was like the caretaker. Yeah. She like in order to care for Naomi and like follow her, she left her family, mm-hmm. like all of her family. Yes. Behind. Yeah. And she probably never seen again. Yes. She left everything behind to serve Naomi. Yeah. Very loyal. Very loyal. Yeah. What else do you guys know about Ruth or the story of Ruth? The whole story happens while Samson is the judge. Mm. Yes. Samson is the judge. It happens in the time of the judges, which we're going to talk about a little bit. Yeah. Anything else? Boaz is in there. Boaz, the dream man. The bachelor. <laughs> he's 60? Well, he's really old, right? Oh. He's oh, perfect in every way. Except he's 60 years old. Yeah, except he's 60 years old and owns a wheat farm. <laughs> All right, so some context of the book of Ruth is that it happens during the time of the judges. And so if you flip back, if you have your Bibles open to Ruth, if you flip back just one page, look at the very last verse in the book of Judges. It says, In those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. So in the time of the judges, this is the time where God is kind of judging the nation of Israel. A lot of them are falling away from the Lord. They're doing disobedient things. They're living what's right in their own eyes. And so this is when the book of Ruth takes place. It's when there's not a lot of faithful followers of the Lord. There's a lot of judgment going on, and there's some really poor leadership. Um, so it's really interesting that literally the page before, it explains what setting they're living in now. Um, so it kind of sounds familiar to kind of our day, right? Everyone kind of does what's right in their own eyes. That's kind of like a cultural thing now. People are like, do what's, what feels best, what your heart leads you to. Um, so we can kind of understand maybe a little bit of the context Um, of what they're experiencing. And the story begins in Moab um, during a horrible famine, and then they go to the city of, not the city, the land of Judah at the end of chapter one, Ruth and Naomi leave. And the main characters, like I said before, are Ruth, Boaz, and Naomi. Um, Those are pretty much the only three characters that are mentioned. Um, So I'm going to go through a quick storyline of the book very, very fast, because I'm assuming um, a lot of you guys already know it, but if you don't, hopefully this is a full picture of what the story looks like. Um, So the story begins in the book of Moab, and we learn that there's a famine in the land, and Naomi um, has a husband, and they have sons, and Ruth is married to one of the sons, and all of uh, Naomi's husband dies, Ruth's husband dies, so Naomi loses a husband and a son, Ruth loses her husband, Um, so there's a lot of grief, right? There's a lot of sadness and pain. Um, No one wants to lose their husband, no one wants to lose their son, 
um, we can only imagine the pain that they are experiencing. Um, so Naomi is absolutely heartbroken. She's grief stricken and she decides to return back to her homeland, the land of Judah. So she leaves and Ruth goes with her and she says, I'm not going to leave your side. I will go where you go. I will stay where, you're st- where you stay. Your God will be my God and your people will be my people. So we see right there that Ruth is very loyal. She goes with Naomi, leaves her family, leaves everything behind um, and decides that she is going to take care of Naomi. And she does this by going to work in a field in the land of Judah um, where a man named Boaz, um, who owns the field, says that she can follow behind his workers and kind of like pick up the scraps in order to feed her and Naomi. So Ruth works all day long for, I don't know how much amount of time, but she works like very long days picking up the scraps and working hard in the field in order to provide for Naomi and care for Naomi. Um, And Boaz sees Ruth and he thinks like, wow, that's a woman of God. Like she's working hard. She's providing for Naomi. Um, and I like that about her. So Ruth, so Boaz has her eye, his eye on Ruth and decides he's going to care for her. Um, and so he tells his workers to drop more grain behind them in order to provide for them. Um, so soon it clicks in Naomi's mind who Boaz is. Boaz is a re- distant relative of theirs, and he therefore is their kingsman redeemer. So that means back in this day, um, if a husband died and someone else was in the family um, who was the kingsman redeemer, they could come in and marry that woman and then take care of her and the family so he would kind of redeem the broken family redeem um the widow because in that time if you were to lose your husband you lost everything you had no way to provide for yourself no way to feed yourself really um and so that was a way to that god used to kind of protect families that lost husbands um so naomi tells ruth to do something crazy she tells her in the middle of the night go and lay by boaz's feet when he's sleeping and then when he wakes up he will see you at his feet and you basically ask him to marry you <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so we see that ruth does this um she goes and she lays at boaz's feet and she says like she explains to him what like that he is the kingsman redeemer and he of course is like of course i'm in love with you <laughs> um, but there's a little problem in the story there's a man that lives across town that also might be the kingsman redeemer so boaz because he's a faithful man that wants to follow the law of the lord goes to this man and makes sure that he doesn't want to marry ruth and thank goodness this man doesn't want to marry ruth and so boaz and ruth get married there's a big celebration and then ruth and boaz have a son um and the story ends with the son with with Naomi holding the son, realizing that God has restored life to her, um, where God has allowed her to lose a son, he's replaced that son with a new grandson. And then finally, we see that the, the story ends with the lineage of Ruth, um, where we see that um, Ruth is in the line of David, and David is in the line of Jesus. So therefore, Ruth and Naomi are in the line of Jesus, the Messiah. Um, and we know Jesus. So it all lines up, and we see that Jesus is traced back Um, to this amazing story, and that God has been working in it all along. So, whoo, pretty crazy. Thank you, thank you. Um, So we we love the story of Ruth. It's amazing. And there's some things that we can really admire about who Ruth is. So turn with me to Ruth 1, 15 through 18. Um, Would anyone like to read Ruth 1, 15 through 18? I can read it. All right, thank you, Andrea. Look, said Naomi. Well, I was a little bit. Your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. 
But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. Awesome. So we see here in this verse that Ruth is faithful. She is faithful to Naomi, and she's, she's willing to just leave everything in order to serve her. Um, so we can really admire that about Ruth. Why do you guys think that Ruth felt so, like, why do you think that she made a commitment to Naomi? Why was Naomi the one? Because they, like, both lost people that were really important to them. They mm. were, like, the same people, and so they shared, like, their mm-hmm. being together. Yeah, they had a connection. Mm-hmm. They were they were family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Ruth also, Ruth also comes from a land where the people have lots of gods. Hmm. They have like a god for a bunch of different things, and she's with this family that are Israelites, and her husband and her brother-in-law and her, you know, everybody in that family probably told her who God is and why hmm. they serve him. And she can, right, she's seen probably before now in Naomi's life hmm. who God is and yeah. what he does. And she probably sees that. And she's hmm. like, oh, this, this is the real deal. Yeah. All these little, like, golden things. Yeah, like those things are... Hmm. yeah yeah she saw that like those gods I don't I'm okay leaving that behind I want to pursue whatever like the Lord is leading me to do yeah so in our lives how can we how can we demonstrate the same faithfulness that Ruth did obviously I don't think any of us are going to decide to move away with one another Um, I mean you could but like how do how can we demonstrate faithfulness in our life that we are committed hmm. and not like not like flaky people you know? yeah you know what I'm talking yeah about? so just like whenever if you make a promise to someone or if you um make some kind of commitment uh, then to be faithful like throughout hmm. that commitment or throughout that promise because that shows like genuine genuine faithfulness to people yeah um and like a lot of people do like cancel plans last minute or um you know like don't go through on their promises so i think being faithful is just doing that. Yeah, yeah. It's a good way to show there's something different about us, mm-hmm. too. The Lord is faithful, so we should demonstrate faithfulness in our lives, too. Yeah. yeah. She also drops everything mm. for him, right? God. Yeah. She leaves, like Macy said earlier, she leaves her family. She leaves everyone she knows. She might not ever see them again. Right. To go live in this land that she's never been to with mm. this lady she barely knows. To lead a life that she doesn't know much about. Right. But she's like, well, this cool God is over there, so yeah, I yeah. Right? It's like when we when you go through something, you're like, I need to get rid of social media or sin, whatever thing you're dealing with. Hmm. Like she just drops all of it. She leaves the sinful place, the sinful lifestyle, hmm. and just goes to God. Yeah. Like she commits hmm. all in. Yeah. She's not halfway. Yeah, and she goes and she serves. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't go and like live in like a really nice house and have like. Like a vacation. She like goes and her life is now serving Naomi, who is, I don't know, like if you guys have ever read the story of Ruth, but Naomi is like not a happy camper at the beginning. No. She's like, <laughs> she's like, my life sucks. Yeah. Like, she's not very happy. She actually is like, she changes her name. She tells people to t- call her something different. Yeah. And so she's, she, yeah, call me bitter. So she's like bitter towards the Lord um, and towards life. Which, I mean, I don't really blame her. I think if I went through the same thing, I think I would really struggle to have joy. 
but anyway, going off of that, she go, she serves in this land that she's that she goes to. And so that brings us to our next point, which is Ruth is selfless and hardworking. Um, so go ahead and look at Ruth 2, 1 through 7. I'll read that for us real fast. Um, this is when Ruth meets Boaz. Love story. All right. Um, now Naomi had a relative of her husband's, a worthy man of the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after him in whose sight I can, sh- can find favor. And she said to her, go, my daughter. So she set out and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, the Lord be with you. And they answered, the Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to the young man who's in charge of the reapers, whose young woman is this? And the servant who was in charge of the reapers said, she's a young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. And she said, she said, please let me glean and gather among the leaves after the reapers. So she came and she has continued from early morning until now, except for a short rest. Um, So we see here that the workers are observing Ruth working all day long. And Boaz sees that too. Um, So Ruth is selfless. She's serving a woman who cannot give her anything in return. It's not like Naomi can give her anything. Naomi's struggling. She's grieving. She is bitter at the Lord. Um, She can literally give her nothing. And Ruth decides she's going to dedicate her life to serving her and working hard throughout the day in this field for just some things to eat. Um, Where do you think... Ruth got this strength from. God. Yes. God always gives us the strength to work hard and to not ask for anything in return. Um, So kind of the same question I asked you guys with the faithfulness question, but how can we demonstrate the same selflessness and service and hardworking um, spirit that Ruth had? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As harsh as it's not a very kind thing to yeah. say, but we're lazy and we like to be lazy. Mm. So we just have to do it. Yeah, you have to just force yourself to do it sometimes. Yeah. At this time, this was the only way for Ruth and Naomi to get any type of food. They didn't have mm. providing for them. They yeah. didn't have family that had redeemed them yet. And so the Lord built into part of the law of their land is that if you own a field, you aren't supposed to pick from like the perimeter of a certain width or whatever. You know how like on a cornfield there's like the little ones on the outside. They were supposed to pick like a certain perimeter and then if they dropped anything while they were harvesting, they weren't allowed to pick it up. Mm. So they could, people could come and like take the extras and so that was like their welfare system. So this is literally the only option that they have to get food at this point. And so it's like, that's it, I'm gonna do mm. it. And if, when we look at things like that and we're like, that's what I could do, but maybe I could find a different way. Maybe mm. I could like, ask somebody else to do it maybe i could you know we try to figure out ways to get around working hard or if we're in a tough situation we're like mm, i just i just want somebody to do it for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> like mm-hmm. i mean that's that's a real thing yeah. you all said it i'm sure um, yeah no, i've said it but she, <laughs> she just picks herself up and goes she's like yeah can I? she picks a field and she's like can i can i get some food yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, like, I read, like, a, I read, like, a 
read like a novel version of her story, and like it was an interpretation. But like it's very possible that she tried multiple fields until someone actually let her. Because like, mm. obviously, yeah. like it was like the law to like let people come and pick in your field. But she was but a not. Foreigner. Yeah, but she was a foreigner. So, like she yeah. like, looked different than everybody else. Yeah. Um. So everyone knew that she was from like a um, pagan land, and that she was different. And so people probably like were like, you can't pick corn in my field. Like you can't pick wheat in my field. So. Mm. Uh, might have, it might have taken her a while to actually find a field where she could even mm. get food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, just imagine like being different than everyone. You're just trying to pick up like scraps, and like no one will even let you do that. Yeah, and you're just walking forever. Yeah. So that's probably what she had to do. Mm. But even if that's what she ran into, she didn't give up. She yeah, exactly. She yeah. wasn't like, oh, nobody's gonna let me. Second <laughs> yes. She yeah. was like, I'm gonna keep trying. I she can do yeah, this. has a perseverance, yeah. and we see that I like in a lot of the different women in the Bible so far. Like in Esther, like she is a strong woman that didn't give up, and like, um, who did we talk about? Mary of like Nazareth. Like, she was called to do something very scary, but she did it, and she did hard things. And so it's just really cool to see that like. Women in the Bible, like, do hard things for the glory of God. And so we're called to do that, too. Yeah. And it's okay to do hard things. It's not something that we should hide from. Um, and God will give us the strength to get through it. I feel like all these, like, stories, like, all these women that we've been talking about is, are, are, like, so important to, like, know, especially when people claim that, like, women in the church are oppressed or they're not hmm. allowed to speak up. Yeah. Stuff like that. Because, like... Ruth literally, like, went to Boaz and, like, laid by his feet. Like, if yeah. that's not speaking up for yourself, yeah. Is. yeah, and then Esther went to the king and, like, spoke up for yeah. the, her entire nation. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm, this, uh, tomorrow night, I'm, I'm teaching at youth group on women in the church because First Corinthians 14 is what is next, is the passage that says, um, women should keep quiet in the church. Oh, cool. And so Brett's like, you can teach that one, Riley. And I was like, great. Um, so it's just so important to see the the whole context of the Bible and to make sure that we have like what the Bible's actually saying about who women are. And the Bible is so clear. Women are supposed to like work for the glory of God and do hard things for the glory of God. And we can only by God's strength. But anyway, I could talk about that all day long. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so third, um, next, so first, she is faithful. Second, she is selfless and hardworking. Third, she is humble. Um, so Ruth 2, 8 through 13. Um, I'll go ahead and read this one too because it's kind of a long one. Um, then Boaz said to Ruth, now listen, my daughter, do not glean in another field or leave this one, but keep close to my young woman. Let your eyes be on the field that they are reaping and go after them. Have I not charged the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink what the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground and said to him, why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? But Boaz said to her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me, and how you left your father and mother in your native land and came to a people that you did not know before. The Lord repay you for what you have done, and full reward will be given to you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Then she said, I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, for you have comforted me and spoken kindly to your servant, though I am not one of your servants. Wow. She is so humble. She doesn't expect anything, and she's given everything. And rather than being prideful, she she gives all the glory back to God and thanks Boaz for what he's doing for her. Um, why do you think it's hard to be humble? 
I don't know about you, but I don't know if I would have this attitude. If I had been working all day long and someone finally noticed me, I'd be like, oh, finally. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I've been waiting for someone to acknowledge me. Like, why is it so hard to be humble, like Ruth demonstrates here? You have to admit that someone is better. Mm. Even if that someone is gone. Yeah. You have to admit that he did it, not you. Mm. He provided it, not you. Yeah. He led you there. You didn't lead yourself there. Mm. You have to be willing to be second. Yeah. First. Yep. We talk about that a lot. Be willing to be second. Yeah. What stands out to you about what Ruth says to Boaz? What are some things that like really stood out to you as I read that? Or what Boaz said to Ruth? Boaz, like, is like, he wanted to dress. Like, he's mm-hmm. like, he's like, don't go, like, I'm ready after you're done. I know um, what she's going to say. I'm so excited. I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, he, like, first he tells her not to go to any other field, which, like, reiterates the thing we're talking about. Where mm-hmm. other she probably would have, like, been tripping out or whatever. So, and then, like, he's like, okay, whatever, you're thirsty, like, come drink from my barrels, and, yeah. like, stay close to the people that are working, and, like, none of the people, none of the, none of the guys are going to even come close to you, so, right. like, he's just, like, just, like, protective, protective little umbrella. Yeah. yeah. Andrea, why is he like that? Because! Okay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so excited! Oh, I'm so excited. Do, you guys, do you guys know who Rahab is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anybody not know? I don't know. Rahab is his mom. You know. No, I don't. Yes, Tell me. Who it is. <laughs> okay, Rahab. You guys remember the Battle of Jericho? Yes. Before the Battle of Jericho, Israel was sending spies into the Promised Land before they could get in there. So they sent two spies, and they hid in this prostitute's house. Her name is Rahab. Prostitutes live on the edge of town, and she like covered for them and kept them safe. And then they left, and she only asked that they keep her family safe because she had heard of this big God that was doing big things for the Israelites, and she had heard that they were just going to you know, level everything else. So she asked that they be kept safe. And so anybody in her household, when they came to the Jericho thing, would be kept safe, right? So she was, like, absorbed into the Israelites, and she was a foreigner. She was not of the Israelites, and that's Boaz's mom. So she told him stories, and obviously she's married into the Israelites, mm-hmm. and she's had a son, and he is part of, like all of this stuff and so he knows how to treat a foreigner he mm-hmm. knows how the lord accepts them how the lord loves them and how the lord just like takes them in and that's why he's so loving because that's what his mom was yeah wow. i learned it like two weeks ago and it was the greatest Ooh. revelation I've ever yeah i was like thinking that i was like well people would obviously see that ruth was there working and she was a foreigner and i feel like people would like look down on boaz for that but he didn't care like, yeah. He still loved her. He's like, no, and, like, this is what tech, we do. Yeah, yeah. Like, took care of her. Like, yeah. Know. And it's kind of like today how we do things differently than other people. Mm-hmm. But we shouldn't care what they think. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't know, think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a definitely a theme in the Bible because we see, like, Jesus, like, eating with sinners and mm-hmm. didn't care one lick what anyone thought about it. Mm-hmm. And also, I just think it's amazing that God can take such a broken situation, like a prostitute, like yeah. that, like we think in our minds, like that's like, that's like the worst it can get. Like that's pretty bad. But God can use that and change someone, totally can transform their lives and then bring good out of it. 
Like he's in the process always of redeeming what is broken. That's like what he does. And then she's also listed in the lineage of Jesus. Yeah. There are only three women listed, and she's one of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow! (laughs) That goes from, hmm, this isn't so fun, to being lit. Like, and they listed a woman. Mm. Yeah. It's so cool. So great. So cool. Just like, like all the other stories, like Rahab, like, it's like, oh, yeah, she, like, hit the spot. And then, uh, but, like, it was not easy. Like, no. She was literally like, lied to city officials to yeah. keep them safe. Yeah. Yeah. She, like, she, and she, had, she had knew, like, nothing concrete about this God. Mm-hmm. Like, she knew, all she knew is that it was a big God who did big things. She didn't have, like, I don't think she probably didn't even have really a name. She yeah. She didn't really know anything. She's like, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to trust this God. Right. Based off the little tiny like smidgen that I know. Yes. Yeah. Like looking out the window at Boaz's farm being like, oh, that's just for you. Yeah. Yeah. So And we're going to talk about Rahab another week. We're going to have like a whole week on her. Oh, okay. But I think that, um, I think one of the reasons that she saw that God was so different is because those men that came to her and asked for her help, like every other man that like comes to her doesn't really like, doesn't treat her with, no, doesn't treat her with an ounce of respect. And then here come these two men that don't, like, they don't want to use her. They don't want to hurt her. They just want, like, to save her and to have and, like, show her respect. And I think that showed her, like, what God was like. But anyway, that's for another week. A uh, little preview. Um, so f- our fourth point that we can admire about Ruth is that she knows the Lord will provide. This whole time, she just trusts in the Lord's provision. You never see um, her, like, freaking out because she's stressed. Um, she knows the Lord will provide, and she's faithful to follow whatever God calls her to. And we see that very consistently through the book of Ruth. Um, I wish we could read the whole thing, but you should read it in your own personal time with the Lord. Um, so, yes, that's what we learn about Ruth. Ruth is an amazing woman of the Lord. Um, so now what do we learn about who God is in this story? Um, so number one, the thing that we learn about God is that God works in the darkest of times. So in the time of the judges, that is a dark time as a whole, right? For the whole entire nation, that is a dark time. Um, evil leaders, everyone's doing what's right in their own eyes. It's probably not a fun time to live in. Um, but even in that, God is working and he has... He has people that are still faithfully following him, even when it seems like everyone else is following their own path. Ruth and Boaz are both faithful followers of the Lord, even though everyone else is falling away. Um, So God always makes sure that there's faithful followers of him. Um, And that can be an encouragement to us, because sometimes it feels like we're the only ones that are still following the Lord. That's not true. The Lord Lord is preserving people, and he's still working, um, even in the midst of great evil. Also, this is a dark time for Ruth and Naomi, right? They lost their husbands and their sons. Um, They've been stripped of everything. This is a dark time in their life. This is a valley um, that I'm sure they felt like they couldn't come out of. Um, Intense suffering and grief. But even in the midst of the most unimaginable grief and the most unimaginable pain, God is still working and he redeems them. He, He restores their family and he's working and he's bringing his glory out of it. And the story is so much bigger than what we just see in Ruth. We see it leads to Jesus being born. Um, And they didn't even know that. It's not like they knew that they were in the Messiah's lineage. Um, They're part of a story that is so much bigger than them. Um, And it's just amazing seeing how God is working in that. Um, So thinking about that for us, how how can we trust, even in the darkest times, that God is still working? How can we know?
Or I guess, let me go about it a different way. Would anyone like be willing to share maybe a time in their life that was dark? And how you see the Lord working in that or worked through that? It's a bit, bit more vulnerable. Everything where you want it, mm-hmm. but you have to find him where he is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he'll meet you where you are too, right? That's that's how our God works. But when things are really, really hard, mm-hmm. and it's not easy to see God, you have to go looking for him. Yeah. You have to when it when it's hard, when things are difficult, you have to fight for your relationship with God because when it's mm-hmm. darkest, that's when the devil comes after you. Right. So you just have to not stop looking. You have to, mm-hmm. you have to trust that he's there, right? Ruth is in this terrible situation, and she just trusts that this God that she doesn't know a ton about is there. Yeah. She keeps looking for him. She follows this law that she doesn't know anything about. Mm-hmm. She listens to this mother-in-law that she may or may not know much about, mm-hmm. and she just continues to look for the Lord's provision yeah. in all of this, mm-hmm. right? And, like, you guys know that we just lost a baby. And it's been month and a half two months two and a half months Mm -hmm. most people would still be devastated right now Mm -hmm. I mean I'm still a wreck obviously it's a baby but like how much has the Lord provided for us Mm -hmm. in other ways in this time right how many like how many of your families have prayed for us how many of you guys have prayed for us like what a what a wonderful thing Mm -hmm. that's come out of that right I firmly believe that the reason I'm not total mess all the time is that we had so many people mm. praying for us yeah and like it's totally changed my relationship with the lord mm. right and I, I don't know it makes it doesn't make a lot of sense to talk about it if you don't know all the specifics but like going through a process like that you question is my body okay was that was was that like weird cramping pain was like that that the start of it like mm. what, what's going on and so i like i use all of it as this just time to be talking to the lord and mm. to be like Okay, Lord, I, you know, thank you for, I know that you numbered this baby's days. I know that you gave, you know, baby a specific amount of time, and I'm so thankful for that. And, you know, how do we find the good in this? And how do we find the good stuff in this? And Mm. thank you for enabling my body to, whatever, be able to handle this on its own. Like, you start looking for the Lord in other ways. You look at the other ways he's provided for you, right? I have a very easy kid, right? You guys know him. He's not a hard kid. He's super sweet. He's easy. And then we go through hard stuff, and he's not hard, mm-hmm. right? What a blessing that is. What a blessing it is that David could work from home, right? What a blessing it is that we have family so close at all times mm-hmm. so that, like, every, so I, we chose to miscarry naturally at home. Hannah was over when it started, and she was hanging out with us when it started, and she was just hanging out with Luke, having fun. She left. It was fine. Luke was fine the whole time. I think David was playing a couple, like, what a blessing that mm. is. Yeah. And how, right, and it's not easy to look for God when you're devastated. It's not easy to look for God even when you failed a math test that you were not hoping to fail. Mm. But even when, like, super big stuff happens, God is so there. Mm. Like, we still had, a like, a grocery subscription at the mm. time. Like, how great is it that we can just get our groceries to look like, yeah. you know, that's not just COVID. That's not just everything shutting down. That's the Lord providing for my family. Mm. You know, yeah. so you have to look for the Lord in different ways when life is hard. You have to look for the mm-hmm. Lord in different places when life is difficult. Yeah, because He's never gone. 
Mm. He just kind of shifts a little bit. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah, you have to seek after him. Yeah. And, and then I have a house. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> so great. Yeah, the Lord is, he's always working, even when it seems like he's not. You just have to have to look a little bit. Well, and a lot of times when, when things, when big things are hard, it's the little things that God's been working on, hmm. right? It's the small things that he's been stacking up in your favor. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah. That's my sermon Yeah, which actually leads us into our next point, which God always leaves us signposts to remind us that he is still working. So what's a signpost? What is that? Proof. A proof. It's a sign. It's like a it's like a sign in in on the road that you're traveling on that tells you like where you're at, where you're going, um, if there's construction ahead, men working. Um, so, what are some signposts that you guys see in the story of Ruth, um, specifically for Naomi? What were some signposts that the Lord left for Naomi to see that He was still working? Yeah, the Ruth is a gift from the Lord in Naomi's life. The Lord did not have to give Naomi a faithful friend and yeah. a provider, but He did. want to be that person for someone like who are the people in your life that you're like oh they don't give me anything in return they don't like they don't ever like encourage me and like they're kind of a like they're just like down about life what if we were Ruth's towards those people because they're probably the ones that need a Ruth they need someone that's faithful and encouraging and gonna be there um yeah and you can you can be that signpost in someone else's life um what are other signposts that you guys see in the story of Ruth that God, God put up to show that he was working still? Yeah, Boaz's field. Yeah, just happened to fall like, into like, their relatives, the perfect guy's field. Also, fun fact, this is the right around the same area of the field where the shepherds see the angel announcing Jesus. What? <laughs> so interesting. Was it Boaz's field? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Like we wouldn't like who knows that? Like how I do now. Yeah, that's awesome. Changes the story. Yeah, what else? What are other signposts you guys see in the story, Ruth? He's like, thanks, yeah. man, but nah.
Ruth would have had a son, and all the land and all the stuff mm-hmm. on the land would have gone to that son. It wouldn't mm-hmm. have gone to this guy. Oh, so God. the whole point of a kinsman redeemer is it's just, it's pure grace, which is why this is a parallel, and you're going to say this in a minute, why this is a parallel for Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Because in order to be this kinsman redeemer, you have to be willing to give up yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to do it, and you don't gain anything from it, right? You get a wife, but everything that comes with her the land, the livestock, the crops, if it, there's a river, if there's whatever it is, which is all big stuff at this time, it goes to the son and the other family. Hmm. It doesn't go to your biological kids that weren't with her. It's like, you you don't get to claim it, right? It, you don't yeah. keep it. Yeah. So that's like that's what Jesus does for us. He gives up everything for hmm. us. And redeems and us. He redeems us, and he gets nothing in return. Yes. So that's why this guy's like, I'm out! Because he doesn't get to keep the land. Hmm. Yeah, so good. Story of Ruth is the best, guys. <laughs> yeah, so um, God does the same thing for us. He gives us signposts. He redeems us, of course, but he also gives us signposts to show that he's still working. So even in the darkest, hardest, most painful times of our life, he is leaving us signs that he's still working because he's always working. Um, so like Andrea said, we just have to be on the lookout. We have to look for those, and we have to cling to them sometimes because it's sometimes the only hope that we have. Um, so how can we be paying better attention to the signposts God is leaving behind for us? Because sometimes they can be easy to miss. I don't know if Naomi realized what a blessing Ruth was in her life. We have to start actively looking for them. Yeah. Find them. Start, right, and it's hard if you start with a little thing. I told you guys this before, but I had a friend in high school who was like, I, I don't see God in my life. Hmm. I, I don't see him. I don't, I don't see where he's working. So she was like, she went to a conference and somebody said this and so she started it. But she was like, anytime there's a coincidence or a, oh, it was so lucky or wow, this worked out so great. She was like, that's God. It's not a coincidence, right? So even if her, like if her favorite shorts were clean on Jen Day, she was like, yes, what a great thing. Lord <laughs> or if her favorite cute outfit was like clean on the day she was doing something, yes, what a great way the Lord provides. So she yeah. started finding the Lord in little things so she, then she just saw him like as a foundation mm. in her life, and then she could see him working through the big things. That's good. You have to seek God. Yes. Actively look for him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And the Bible tells us that all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, seek me, and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. Like that's what he tells the the people of Israel. So we have to seek him with all our heart, and we will find him. Um. So another thing we learned about who God is from the story of Ruth is that God is the great provider and sustainer. So we see God providing for Ruth and Naomi through this entire process. He provides by giving them food through the fields. Um, he provides through Boaz. Um, he provides um, a son for them. Um, he restores them. He's the great provider and sustainer. So in our life, he is also the great provider and sustainer. Everything that we have, we owe to to God. Um, Your job is because of God. The money you have is because of God. The house you have. He's the great provider, sustainer. Everything that is ours is actually his. It's not even ours in the first place. Um, So that is another way to keep God at the foundation. Everything that you have, just give glory to God for it. Um, Even even if you struggle sometimes with like, I want more, um, don't forget what the Lord has already blessed you with. Um, Yes. I'm taking a class right now, training class, but it's like through like a biblical like worldview. So basically, it's just like they just like keep reiterating like like all of the money, all the possessions, everything that you have is God's. It's just your responsibility to decide what to do with mm. God's stuff. So it's like um, it's just like all about like stewarding 
your money or whatever. Like, where, where are you going to do with it? And it's like, if giving or like just being generous isn't one of your priorities just because you're like, oh, I only have like $20, like, I, I should just use it for myself, mm. then you're not stewarding God's money well. Like, yeah. even if, even when we have like very, very little, we still have like something that we can give. Which yeah. I feel like I was really like, convicted for. I was like, oh, yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's like realizing that everything we have is just, it's just our responsibility to like move it around. Yeah. Not to like, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Really yeah, and you see, like, in the Gospels, even, like, the widow that comes with her, like, one penny. Yeah. She's like, this is all I have. This and she gave it, and yeah. Jesus said, that is more precious to me than any amount of money because it came from a genuine heart. Um, so we can do the same in our lives, too. Um, so kind of going off of that, what are some areas in your guys' life that you struggle to trust that God will provide in? Yeah, all of them. Yeah, yeah. You feel like it's all on you. I have to provide this. I have to do this. I like certainty. I like yes. to know that this is going to be done or this mm. is going to be taken care of or this is going to be handled. Yeah, yeah. God doesn't work in certainty. He works in faith. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah. I definitely struggle to trust God with money. Um, I, like, want to control it and I want to budget it and make sure I have enough. And sometimes I'm like, God won't provide. I have to work for it. And I do have to work for it. But, yeah. Any other areas you guys think of that you th- you wonder if God will provide? You struggle to wonder if he will provide? I know that, like, as I was applying for college and, like, doing all that, like, for college, I was really, like, discouraged because, like, I had, a, like, a good scholarship that the school gave me. But then I was like, I still have to pay, like, ten, twelve thousand more dollars for, like, room and board. Like, that's a lot mm. of money. And so then I was like applying for a bunch of scholarships and I was super discouraged because I wasn't getting any of them. I was like, this is so annoying. And then there was one night at youth group when I was on a Zoom call that was gonna be like an interview for a scholarship. And I was like, all right, I gotta be all ready. And I got, and I got into like the interview and they're like, oh yeah, we're just gonna give it to you. Like this is an mm-hmm. actual interview. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I've been so like frustrated this whole time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not getting any scholarships. And then I just like got one and it was like a really good one too. Yeah. So it was just like, I was like very discouraged. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the Lord provided. Yeah. 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 And then I was right with a bunch of people that I could tell. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I did. Yeah. And it was just like a great way to praise the Lord in yeah. it too, because that was his will yeah. and his like blessing in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I think also sometimes we struggle to trust if God will provide us like for emotionally, like when we go through hard times. Um, do we trust that he'll give us the strength to get through um, whatever we're walking through? Do we trust that he will um, give us what we need in order to help someone or to, like, be, like, to care for our families? Like, do we trust that he will give us the emotional strength as well? Because um, he gave Ruth and Naomi the emotional strength to walk through the darkest valley they could have ever imagined to walk through, and they got through it on the other side. Um, so he provides, like, financially, of course, but also emotionally. Um, I'm going to fly through these last few points because we've kind of been going for a while. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a, no, it's, it's a good thing. Sometimes you just get carried away and lose track. It's fun. Um, let's see. We can also find courage when we fully trust in the plans of God. So when we fully put our trust in the Lord, there's a lot of freedom that we find there um, because no longer it's on us. We don't have to prove anything. We don't have to 
We don't have to try to work for something or make it all come together ourselves. We know that the Lord is sovereign, that he does it all on his own, and there's a lot of freedom and grace that we can find there. Um, So my final question for you guys, um, and we kind of already touched on this, um, but how do you guys see the gospel in the story of of Ruth? Boaz was a redeemer for Ruth. Yeah. Yes, yeah. The story of Ruth and Boaz is a great love story, but it's not actually about them. It's about Jesus. It's a picture of what Jesus is going to do um, years and years later for all of us. Um, So, yes, it's a great love story. We all want to find our Boaz, but you can find your Boaz in Jesus Christ. Um, It's a picture of what Jesus does for us. We're sinners. We're unable to help ourselves. Like Ruth and Naomi, we are completely helpless and dependent on God to show us some to show us grace and to redeem us um and jesus willingly came to earth died a horrible death for us and gives everything to us and expects nothing in return other than just us saying yes you are my savior and then he redeems what is broken and makes it whole again um we are no longer empty we're no longer slaves to sin but we are children of god if you know jesus christ as your savior um so we can never forget that these stories are amazing but jesus is at the center of it it's all about jesus we can never forget that it's all about the gospel um so it's the most wonderful news of all and that's why it's written on every single page of the bible um and the story of ruth points directly to it and it's really awesome to look at um so yeah and that is all i have any questions comments I think um who someone said that at the beginning. Maybe it was you, Julia. It might have been me. That like um that like suffering oh, brings people true. together, like they both experience suffering, so like that yeah. brought them together. And, like, how they like bonded that. Yeah. Yeah, and so it made them even closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have one like, comment. This is actually your mom's comment. This is what she told us when we did Ruth a couple weeks ago. Yeah. She did like, um, kind of like a this and that. Like the book starts this way and ends this way. Mm. So you see what the Lord does. So yeah. it starts with death. Yes. And it ends with life. Mm. It starts empty. It ends full. Right. Mm. Her hands like she has no family. And then she has yeah. Full family. She starts bitter and it ends blessed. Mm. And then starts afflicted and ends restored. Amazing. Wow. Your mom is so smart. She is. She's a good one. Yeah. She's, she's like, yes. Yes. Yeah. So true. I wouldn't want to go on a trip with her. I I would go on a trip with her. I wish I could bring. I wish I could bring everybody. Um. All right. Let me pray for us. Sit down. I'm just kidding. You can pray standing up if you want. All right. I'll pray for us. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for this morning, um, for all these lovely ladies that are here. God, I just thank you for your word, um, that you reveal yourself to us in it. God, I thank you for Jesus, who is our who is our Redeemer, God. And I um, pray that every single person in here um, can call him um, their Redeemer and their Savior, Lord. Would you just open our eyes to the truth of the gospel? Um, Lord, you didn't have to save us. You didn't have to um, even want to know us. But, Lord, you do. You know us fully and completely, and you love us without expecting anything in return. Um, Lord, would you just help us devote our lives to you, to walk according to your will, um, to look to the story of Ruth um, and try to demonstrate faithfulness and selflessness and 
humility towards those in our life. Um, would you just help us keep our eyes focused on you and to look for ways that you're still working um, no matter what we're going through, God. I just pray for all these ladies as they head out into their weekends. Would you keep them safe? Would you give them rest? Um, and most importantly, Lord, would you help them fall more in love with you? Lord, we love you and we trust you in your name, I pray. Amen. Amen.